Good day, fellow hoteliers, and welcome to episode 208 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. I'm Pete DeMeo, and today I'll be your lodge manager today, along with Phil Friska, your senior field guide. And we'll be leading you through today's hotel marketing safari as we dive into some of the finer points of Expedia's 2022 traveler study. So lace up your boots, put around in the chamber and get ready for a fun <laughs> safari adventure. I really wish you would have done that in like a Steve Irwin voice, but all right, go with it. Ah, is, it is it the crikey? <laughs> crikey. Okay, gotcha. Oh man, that's why we don't do uh, rehearsals for this. I want it to be new and exciting and We'll kind of just see where it goes. All right, let's let's roll on this safari. But uh, yeah, man, this one's actually really, really cool. I'm excited about it. So, kind of give everyone some background of kind of what we'll be talking about today. Expedia comes out every year with a big travel trends report. They just came out with their 2022 edition, and the data is pretty interesting. And they're calling it "Travelers are looking for the greatest of all trips or goat trips." So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But we can't just jump right to the, the meat of the topic. We have to dance around for a little bit and keep everyone on their toes. That's why, before we start anything, we're going to just jump right in. So, uh, Phil, anything that you want to share? Anything fun going on in your life before we dive in? Or Not yet. Big announcement's coming soon. Big announcement's coming? All right. Well, well not yet, but we do have some news to talk about. So here we go. With hotel marketing that cannot lose, now it's time for Newsaroos. Love it. All right, cool. Uh, we got a Newsaroo for you. Um, Google's trying something new yet again within their search results. Now, to be fair, I have not seen this actually exist in the wild. However, it's all over SEO chats and, and SEO articles everywhere. Um, it's Google's new uh, snippet carousel. Um, it's something that you might notice uh, alongside your organic listing where um, it'd be basically scrollable little pieces that you could click on and learn more about any specific topic. Um, it's It seems to be really neat, takes up a little bit more search real estate than you would typically have the one article that, that we're looking at on SEO Roundtable. Um, the example they used is about 404s, HTTP 404s, so a page not found. Um, and then the carousel shows you a summary, an overview, what a soft 404 is, uh, Microsoft 404 is something maybe a little different. Um, but you can click on each of these um, little, little uh, I guess they're not tabs, links because they don't, yeah, they're tabs. And it brings up a little bit more information about uh, each individual segment of the overall topic it looks uh, a lot like when you're browsing for a restaurant on google and they have the menu shown yeah where across the top you have the different you know appetizers you know entrees and whatnot and you can kind of click through and see each one right so uh, this is something that bing has actually done in the past and google caught on later so the opposite of what we typically see uh, but yeah, this is this is something new. Like I said, I haven't actually seen it in on a on a live search result to share an example with you. But um, as with any test Google does, if this catches on and people use it a lot, I can guarantee you that it's going to end up in more and more search results in the future. So keep an eye out for it. Let me know if you do see it in the wild. 
uh, let us know, and and we'd love to see what what query triggered it. So here's the thing, man. This kind of this sucks from a hotelier's perspective, or honestly, from a, anybody who has a website and you've built a lot of effort and you've built a lot of equity into your domain. Because I mean, you're talking about you know zero click information. Maybe. I mean, you don't think so. I mean, it looks like there's a there's gonna be a ton of information shown to the customer before they ever get to your website. And it, some, sometimes that's okay, right? Because sometimes they're looking for a quick answer. But it does have an expandable option where they could eventually make that click into your website. The, the big link is still there to click in to learn more. I mean, that's mm-hmm. obviously still there. But if they need to know one little, you know, what time does event so-and-so start, they can learn that quickly. They don't necessarily yeah. have to visit. So I say you're probably going to, if you're getting one of these, you're going to lose a few visits, but all in all, that's a for for all of us as users of Google, this is probably a better experience. Oh. You as the website owner, you may lose some clicks, but um, what what it's preventing is someone showing up, getting that one little piece of information, then backing right back out to Google or going yeah. somewhere else. So you you don't have this inflated bounce rate for no reason. Yeah, um, I, I I can see where you're coming from, and I think you're right from a, a consumer's perspective and from a Google user perspective it's way better i'm just thinking in terms of i don't know the last time i visited wikipedia which is the example shown in this article because i do a search for whatever i'm looking for and boom the answer's right there in a snippet i get it and i leave yep. and what what value does wikipedia have in curating that content anymore because it's not google's content i mean it's wikipedia's right. content but i place very little value in wikipedia now because I got the answer from Google and well, it's kind of plagiarizing again, them. Sure. But if you were looking for more information, so meaning your intention is to continue to read about that topic, well, then that's the that's the guy you want or lady clicking on your link and coming to see that information because, yeah, they want to digest that snippet you provided, but they're also looking to stay on the page, read about it. And then if you're doing your conversion rate optimization properly, you should be able to push them to something else that's more relevant and maybe farther down your funnel. Yeah, it seems like you're being a Google apologist. <laughs> you're, I'm, you're being a, I'm being a consumer that appreciates the zero click <laughs> as much as it pains me being the SEO <laughs> that doesn't want that to happen. <laughs> all right. But so how does that work from, I know this is new, we really haven't seen this in the wild at all, but how does that impact somebody who's trying to optimize for a click on what is very likely to be a zero click search. So this is where you got to get a little creative and a little better with your copywriting. You got to lead them on a little bit. If you're going to provide that one little answer, right? If it's a simple question, simple answer, fine. But what can you put after that simple answer that will entice them to read a little bit more? So if you notice that you're getting this type of result, then I think you need to revisit that page and how can manipulate the con- manipulate the content to um, really engage that person to want to learn more, to bring them into your mousetrap. So like I said, you got to keep an eye out for this. See if you're, you know, any of, if any of your queries within Search Console are seeing, you know, way more impressions, but a lot less clicks while maintaining that position like maintaining a, let's say a number one position, a really high position, but you're not getting a bunch of clicks in, do that search for yourself. See if you're getting this type of result. And if you are, then you need to rethink the content on that page. And like I said, how do you make it more enticing? How do you, how do you drive that click? Maybe it's a more enticing page title. Maybe it's the actual copy 
that Google is pulling in for the answer. Um, but this is where SEO gets a little tricky, right? It's a yeah. little fun. It's a little tricky. Um, you gotta, you gotta pay attention to your stats to even know to look for this. Cause I doubt you're constantly searching all of the things that your website ranks for. That is the truth. So that could have been my 60 seconds of success, Pete. What's that? That could have been my 60 seconds uh, of success. Right I, I think the buzzer would have gone off on you if you did that. <laughs> so. I'm too long winded. Yeah. But hey, speaking of 60 seconds to success, uh, well, first of all, that's a phenomenal news item. And I think it's something we got to really keep an eye on. I think it's going to change the way we need to, to optimize a little bit because now it's going to be more of a, a teaser and we have to push the actual valuable content down farther almost. I don't know. Anyway, so here we go. We're going to jump into 60 seconds for success. And I'm going to go ahead and set this up. So anyway, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Hotel Marketing Podcast by Travel Boom. And the 60 seconds to success is when I put 60 seconds on the clock and we have just one minute to share a tip or a trick that's going to make your hotel marketing much more effective. Now, I did last week and I failed. I failed miserably. If you want to listen to that, you can go back an episode. This time, Phil feels like he can beat the 60-second challenge. And I'm going to go ahead and put some time on the clock, man. And you are going to be the one who's going to have to stand up and uh, hit a home run. Are you ready to do this? Better up. All right. Hands on the buzzers. I guess that's not relevant here. Here we go. 60 seconds. Starting now. All right. This isn't going to take me 60 seconds. This is a really cool tool for any of you content creators out there. If you're creating content for your hotel's website. This site is called answerthepublic.com. Um, type in a keyword that you want to rank for uh, or something that's very important to your business. And whatever that one phrase is, let's say it's Daytona Beach Hotels, um, Answer the Public will spit out a bunch of questions that people ask to Google and other search engines regularly. So Daytona Beach Hotels near airport, Daytona Beach Hotels near Ocean Center, Daytona Beach Hotels near Main Street. Those are just some examples, but this thing spits out a ton of ideas for you to create content for, for your hotel's website. You have time. I got lots of time. I know, I told you, it's a really quick one. Uh, right. But yeah, check it out, Answer answerthepublic.com. Really useful tool for all of us SEOs and for you independent content creators. Uh, if you ever hit a block, I don't know what to write about. Um, I don't know what, what questions people need answered. This site will show you the questions that you need to answer. I think this one is just super, super cool. And I, I didn't know anything about this, but I feel like it's going to really change how I write. Because if, I mean, the, the way it looks is this is basically the questions that consumers are actually looking for. And we'll let you show up in the featured snippets of whatever it is that you're you're searching for, right? Yep. Yep. Really, really it's just... It's a really good tool to create really useful content. You know, you want your you want your content to answer questions. Well, this thing spits out all the questions you could imagine about a particular query. Perfect, and that's a great sixty seconds. This is that was only about a forty-five second to success. So the people can use fifteen seconds trying to figure out what they need to write about. <laughs> they awesome. need fifteen seconds to type in answerthepublic.com, or they can just go to our show notes at travelboommarketing.com/podcast and click on episode. 208 and they can don't even have to type that in love it so, but hey so that is 60 seconds to success with travel boom we're going to go ahead and move on to the main topic of episode 208 which is don't let expedia's goat eat your direct bookings so <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast just keep on listening if you're listening to 60 seconds to success only i'd say jump over to the podcast and listen to this one because uh 
you don't want Expedia's goats eating anything that you have. <laughs> oh, Pete, I love it. All right. So anyway, we're, we're going to dive right into it then. So you need the goat screaming noise. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> and the, the fainting baby goats with pajamas on. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Expedia came out with their 2022 travel trends report. And it's, it's pretty interesting. I think with all things Expedia, it's a little self-serving in how they position their greatest trip of all time type information. I can't blame them there. I mean, we kind of do the same thing when we when we write content as well. But I would say take a look at the the research. Uh, we are referencing PR Newswire's copy of the study. You can get that on the show notes as well. But what we're going to do is we're going to dive into really what Expedia is expecting to be the big trend for 2022. And that is more or less people looking for the greatest of all trips or GOAT. And their position is 2020 or 2021, both of the years kind of sucked. You know, they weren't exciting. We all didn't travel nearly as much as we wanted to. So now customers are feeling much more confident. Confident uh, Vaccination rates are very high. People are ready to travel and borders are reopening, which means they've got a bunch of disposable money in their pocket. And they have a travel-shaped hole in their heart that they're ready to, to fill. And we found, you know, through through our own study uh, of our of our our big database that people are ready to travel, and that they did travel in 2021. We saw a lot of travel in 2021, but what we see their responses being is they're willing to spend a little bit more on travel, or even the same, and they're willing to take more trips or the same number of trips. So. People will be traveling in 2022. We're very optimistic about the outcome. Yeah. So kind of to kick it off with, this is a primarily U.S.-based study. So keep that in mind, uh, depending on where in the world you're listening to us from, uh, your results may vary. What they looked at and they saw is that still domestic travel is still going to be the, the leader far and away. So about 60% of the respondents, all U.S.-based, said that they're going to be just traveling within the U.S., 37% are going to be venturing out beyond our borders, which is great. And it's good to see that some international travel is coming back. What I thought was really interesting is they broke it down to the top destinations that Expedia was seeing in terms of domestic and international travel. So the top ones are Orlando, Destin, Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, which I thought was pretty interesting, Panama City, and Maui. So that's really where people are looking to travel in 2022. Beach destinations, definitely taking the cake there. Uh, Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, that's an interesting one. I, you know, That's always a popular destination, but I'm continually surprised how, how high it showed up in the, the results this time. Well, I think, I think one thing to notice about all those, yeah, you mentioned beach destinations. What do you do during a beach vacation, Pete? Primarily, you're outside. Yep, Pigeon Forge, point. Gatlinburg, there's a lot of outdoor activities to do. So I think people are still a little weary about being in you know, enclosed spaces and, you know, uh, I should say some people, I mean, we see 70,000 people packed stadiums right now for football, but I think it, it, for vacations, people are wanting to do more outdoorsy type things. I think there's a lot of outdoorsy type things to do in those areas. Yeah. So what they did is, you know, based on the idea of trying to find the greatest of all trips, they broke it down into several different categories of what people are looking for. 
and they have a lot of the data to back up those, those thoughts. So what we're going to do is we're going to compare what Expedia says, which is designed to get people to use Expedia to book more OTA bookings. And then we're going to flip it around and say, Expedia says this, Travel Boom says this. And we're going to run through this thing and just kind of discuss each one. Uh, so it should be pretty fun. The first one is scrapping the schedule. So give you an idea, 37% of US travelers said travel has been more or less spontaneous since the pandemic. Uh, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. That travel has been less spontaneous since the pandemic. But the good news is, is 25% want to be much more spontaneous and 26% addition to that are looking to just get, be a little bit more flexible in their travel. So when you add those two numbers who want to get out and be a little bit more carefree, over 50% of the population surveyed said that they are ready to travel and they're ready to go at a moment's notice if you can put the right deal in front of you. So that's what the data says. Expedia, their recommendation is use free cancellation filter on the Expedia app to, when you're making your booking. But that's not what we say, Phil. Yeah, I, I don't know. That, that doesn't seem like it. You know, kind of go, goes together for me. It sounds like you you want to make a spontaneous trip. To me, that feels like we can get away type trip. Um, hey, let's just pick up and go somewhere this weekend. What? Yeah. What does free cancellation have to do? With that? I don't know, I, but we I don't know. We know think... Free cancellation it means a lot to travelers, and it has, and it's been like I mentioned our survey earlier. It continues to be one of the biggest drivers. And will you book a trip? Well, I don't know. Do I have free cancellation? I mean, that seems to me to be a factor that pertains to a trip that you're booking farther out because of the unknown. But that yeah. that spontaneous getaway that, that they seem to be talking about, I, that doesn't click with me. What does free cancellation have to do with that, Expedia? Yeah, if it's I'm a spontaneous trip and I'm leaving in, in two days, I, I don't really need a cancellation. I'm going to be, yeah. I'm, I'm going, it's, I'm already locked in. Now, I will say this though, <clears throat> I think, Free cancellations are important. I think you're going to say a very, very important thing. Even if people don't use them, knowing that you have that safety net is pretty important for most customers. But I think it's going to change a little bit. I mean, I think when we were in the midst of the pandemic, it was a no holds barred, cancel whenever you need to, just don't show up, whatever you want, and it's all good. Well, that was the right back. thing to do. That was the yeah. right thing to do by, by the customer at that time specifically because nobody knew what was going on. Everybody needed that. Like you mentioned, the safety net of, man, I don't know if I want to put my credit card down and, and spend all this money on a trip. If I have to cancel, then I lose it all. Well, free cancellation quelled that fear. We saw yeah. a lot more bookings come through and people actually did take the trips. Yeah. Um, and I think people kind of expect free cancellation to stick around. And yeah. it is still the right thing to do for your, for your guests is to, to give them that because you never really know what someone's circumstance might be. A free cancellation, you know, is, is great. I think what Pete and I are saying is, well, while you should offer that, you should be mitigating the cancellations by getting them to change their dates. Okay. So if you can't come, you know, next weekend when you plan to, please don't cancel, just change your dates. Or, um, would you like this to remain like a voucher where you can claim it at a different date, something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, and you feel like you first said, you know, if you're being, flexible, carefree, spontaneous cancellations make a lot less or a lot less of a value to you. I tell you, but what is the value from a hotelier's perspective is your owned assets. 
your CRM, your email database. Look at the people who haven't traveled to your property in a certain number of days, year, months, whatever you want to do, and target them and target them aggressively. Give them a reason to want to drop everything and travel. I mean, that's really what it's all going to be about is if people want to be spontaneous, they need a little bit of a, a kick in the butt to get there. You know, give, give them a reason say, hey, wouldn't it be fun to, you know, jump on a vacation or flight to vacation right now? Yeah. Should your email subject line want to be spontaneous? Question mark. <laughs> this is a spontaneous email. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where uh, subliminal messaging needs to really come into play. So, but cool. perfect. Let's kick it on to the next one. So this one, Expedia is calling the splurgecation. I hate it. I hate I, this I, name. I, I, oh my gosh. This is worse than Omni, Omni channel. Omni whatever. Or, yeah. The yeah. Omni splurgecation. Tell us all about it, Phil. All right. So splurgecation, I think you, you get it from the name. People want to just go all out. They spend a ton of money, more than they typically would on a trip, just to make this the the best trip they've ever taken in their life. Think about it that way. Um, you know, 40% of travelers are more willing to treat themselves and spend money on the next trip through 15% luxurious experiences, 16% say upgrading rooms or flights. So flying first class, staying in a, you know, a super suite, something like that. 32%, this is a key one, visiting a bucket list destination. So, so I question the data here. Because okay. if I scroll up a little bit early in our show notes, it's Orlando, Destin, Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Panama City, and Maui. I'll give them Maui from a domestic travel perspective. But I don't feel that those are the bucket list vacation destinations. Well, could Orlando be Disney? Uh, okay, I'll give it to you. I'll back down. You win. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. I could see them being bucket list. The rest of them, they're really cool trips. Don't get me wrong. But eh, bucket list. I don't know. But to be fair, I did make a bucket list type trip this year. It was really fun. Um, spent way more. I, I had a tech, quote unquote, spur, splurgecation. I uh, spent way more on the trip than than I normally would. But it was, you know, it was a big deal. And it mm-hmm. was it was a whole lot of fun. Um, not something I can do again soon, but I, I see more people doing this type of thing. So what we're saying to you, listener, if you are in a destination that is a bucket list, understand that you might see a little bit more traffic and yeah. you should be you should be promoting this as the splurgecation because we know that people are people are talking about taking them. Yeah. Um, this study proves it. So so Get let's, out let's there, say, hit your marketing a little harder. Yeah. So 2022 is definitely going to be the year of people looking for pampering and those wow experiences like, like you had this year, Phil. Expedia says, based on all this data, their recommendation is get treated like a VIP by staying at Expedia VIP access properties, top rated hotels that offer member perks like spa credits, late checkouts, and more, 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 more. Yeah. But wait, there's more. Book more <laughs> through Expedia. Yeah. So here's what I say about that. So my favorite, one of my favorite movies is Idiocracy. So I'm going to go with an upgrade. You got to upgrade your stay for a stable two Ds for a double dose of luxury. (laughs) It's such a good movie. It's one of the only movies I've actually bought, bought on Amazon. 
so I could watch it at any time. It's one of the only comedies that has proven to be a documentary. <laughs> it really has, which is so sad. But, but yeah, so two, two tips. One, watch Idiocracy if you haven't. You'll appreciate it. And two, make sure that you're setting your property up to be able to deliver some of those VIP benefits, even if you're not necessarily a, a luxury resort. You know, little things like a, a nice welcome gift at check-in or, you know, offering those luxury additional services are great options. You know, can you create a package that has a little touch, touches of luxury? You know, if it's, uh, you know, premium food and beverage credits, if it's, you know, a room upgrades or whatever it might be. If you create the opportunity for a guest to spend additional money with you, not only is the guest really going to appreciate that you know, enhanced level of service, you're going to appreciate it from a pro, uh, prof par, which is profit per available room increase because you're going to be driving more on property revenue than you could otherwise. And the hotel guests are ready to do that. Yeah. And think about, think about it this way. We always pr- promote a, you know, if you can, please offer the free room upgrade. You're still cleaning a room. Yep. You know, your, your costs haven't really changed. And if you can provide that to, to a guest, uh, I think you're almost guaranteeing yourself a great review, which we know plays a big part in people's decision making. You know, other people, future guests that you don't have yet, will see that. You know, we'll see that review, um, and I, it, it's just going to make someone's trip a lot better. They feel like they got some type of value. They're willing to spend more with you, like Pete said. Maybe, maybe at the bar, maybe at your restaurant. Um, you know, if you can pair that upgrade with. Upgrade. Uh, yeah, up, upgrade. <laughs> if you can pair that uh, with, you know, a, a message that says, you know, why don't you come down and, you know, enjoy 10% off the meal, whatever it may be, um, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to just get that additional revenue uh, all the way through the, through the stay. And this is the splurgecation, right? So if you know somebody is already, trying to go all out, can you make it better for them? Mm-hmm. Can you make their already amazing trip better? Um, we always say do, do the best you can by your guest, and that's that's one way to do it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this. is Again, I'm going back to the, the CRM again. If you've had someone who made a vacation far in advance, using that upgrade feature and doing those, ants, you know, those small upgrades throughout their stay, so before that guest gets there, say 30 days in advance if it's a, a far out booking, Offer them that better room. Hey, for only $10 more per night, you can go from, you know, the angle oceanfront to the oceanfront or from the oceanfront to the condo or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of people planning that big vacation and bring them through that process to give them that luxury vacation that they're really looking for. Or, or knowing knowing what your, you know, previous guests have done. Did you give someone a room upgrade and then the next year can you offer them to stay in that more expensive room type again? Right. Um, did they book a cheaper room uh, this year than they did last year? Can you then, you know, say, Hey, didn't you like your oceanfront room last year? Why don't you upgrade back to oceanfront? Something like that. Uh, know, knowing your database uh, and, and hitting that database with messaging that can resonate with them based on information that you already have can go a long way. hundred percent. All right. Let's jump into the next one, which is Immerse to Discover. And really what they're talking about here, this is coming from the Expedia study again. So travelers are looking for the 
obviously greatest of all trips by stepping outside their comfort zone. So this is going to include 22% of the respondents are looking to connect or immerse in a destination or culture with an additional 19% looking for a completely new experience. So if, if you think of that perspective, you know, we want to be able to give our guest a, a different experience than they would typically get at a regular property. Now, if you want to take Expedia's, what Expedia says versus what we say, Expedia says, Expedia's hand, handy interest filters will help narrow activities and experience searches. Try filtering by history and culture or food and drink to indulge in food tour to get the very best the destination has to offer. So that's what Expedia says. And, you know, they're, they're right to an extent. Yes, filtering is, is great. But keep in mind, a lot of times people don't know what's necessary in your destination and ask independent hoteliers, we have to help them with that. Well, this is one that I don't, on the surface, I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think that people are traveling to immerse themselves in some city's culture. What I think this is getting across is we need to expose guests like Expedia does with their filtering system, but we need to expose guests with the culture of our destination and give them things that maybe they weren't necessarily planning on seeing when they came to us or uh, maybe it is that that tip over the edge reason why they book is because we're providing this information so in your in your you know newsletter messaging and your email messaging reaching out to try to get guests to book with you promote the culture of your area give people that reason to come stay with you give them that give them that thing that they didn't know about your city or event that's going on in your area uh just another reason to come to come stay with you. Um, that's that's kind of what I think this is getting at more so than the guests searching for a cultural travel experience. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. And I think this goes into, we'll jump into the second one, which is sensation seeking in just a second. But it goes beyond what the property specifically can offer. And like, and like you said, look out beyond your borders as a property in what's around you, you know, is there something really cool that, you know, is quintessential your destination? You know, if it's, you know, we're in Myrtle beach, it's, you know, going and doing a plantation tour, or it's, you know, sitting in Myrtle's Inlet on the, on the waterfront, having a drink, all those kind of things that you can kind of show someone what it's like to be a local and not necessarily be, you know, quote unquote, the tourist. Yeah can be local live music. Yeah. Um, It could be, you know, your local comedy clubs. I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, right? But maybe it's something they haven't done before, which I think might kind of play into this immerse to discover thing that they're talking about is, you know, what's going on in your area? Is it, is it comedy shows? Is there local music going on? Is there, you know, a, a weekend festival, a, Mm -hmm. a farmer's market? I don't care what it is. It's something that your area does that you should be promoting. Exactly. Well, I mean, look at this way. It, nobody goes on vacation or they really shouldn't go on vacation to eat at Olive Garden. You know, what is that? What is the local restaurants? What's the local flair that you can add? And I think and you, I, it kills me every time I'm in, I mean, we live at a beach destination and the fact that Red Lobster's parking lot is packed drives me crazy. Yeah. It's like, really? Dude, this is, There's you can get real seafood. Fresh, local seafood everywhere and you went to red lobster i know they have the good cheesy biscuits but god damn. well you, you can buy those cheesy briskets at the grocery <laughs> store and we do but yeah so hey phil why don't you tell us about a uh, sensation seeking because that kind of ties into this pretty well yeah so like pete mentioned at the top 
we've been pretty bored for the past, you know, year and a half, at least, you know, a lot of us maybe taking a trip or two and, but for the most part, you've been, you've been staying inside. Um, people want to get out. They want to do, they want to do stuff. They want to have fun. Maybe, maybe a little rush of adrenaline. So I think that's kind of what this sensation seeking is getting at. 41% of respondents to Expedia study said they want to feel exhilarated during their travel and 11% want daring activities and experiences. Um, and 24% uh, are going to be happy with an amazing night out. But I think that's a pretty large percent of, you know, let's say they want to feel exhilarated, that they want to do something that tests their boundaries a little bit. So again, this goes back to what can you promote in your area? Remember, you're the hotel. We say this all the time. You're the hotel. You're the bed that they're sleeping in. They didn't come to stay at your hotel. They came to do stuff in your area. And Let's say you know somebody is coming to your area to go on a particular hike or to see a, you know, to, to come see, you know, do a zip line or something big in, in your area. You know, you kind of know a little bit more about that person. What else can you promote in your area to make them pick you over the competition, essentially? Um, providing them with the information. If you have any ins with these um these companies, we know there's like a lot of tour guides and stuff like that, uh, hiking guides or uh, what have you. I, I think getting ins with with those type of experiential businesses in your area um, can make you be the the choice over the competition because you have that special relationship with the exhilarating company. Yeah, I mean, it, most likely your property doesn't have you know, some amazing, exhilarating experience. You know, you, you don't have cliff, cliff diving on property or whatever it might be. But when you create those great partnerships, it's an awesome opportunity to kind of go back to what we said before about you know, the destination discovery and, and create those great opportunities. I mean, there's something for everyone in any destination that can push those limits. <clears throat> I mean, if it's, you know, like I said, fishing, hiking, whatever it might be, long time ago on one of the episodes, we were talking about how you can make most the most use of your property. And if it's something like a secluded dinner on the top floor of your, on the roof of your hotel, something like that, to just create that amazing sensation of, hey, you remember that time we went on vacation and we were the only people sitting on the top, on the roof of a 30-story high rise, you know, having a candlelit dinner. I mean, yeah. those are those memories that they never go away. And that's what people are paying for when they go on vacation. And that can be exhilarating to be, I mean, I, I think that was probably one of my top things in that podcast a while back is creating differentiators for your property. One was, what are you doing with your rooftop? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, how, who doesn't love to be on a rooftop? Yeah. You have to spit over the edge. <laughs> That's the most important thing. <laughs> a fancy Sounds spit. like Wayne's world. Yeah. You could really hock a loogie on someone from up here. <laughs> We're oh, never going to get allowed on the roof anymore. <laughs> so, but yeah, so, so create those sensation opportunities. I think that will go a long way. All right. So we only have one item left on the list here, which is unfiltered enjoyment. How nice is what, that one? Just what does this mean? All right. So they're, they're doing a little play on words for you know Instagram. So travelers are starting to look to unplug on vacation instead of fully documenting their trip on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, 36% of the respondents are looking for some sense of contentment, mental well-being, 
and just disconnecting. You know, so 24% of the respondents said that they plan to spend less or significantly less time on their devices and just be present. I'm calling bullshit on this one, Pete. You are? Yeah. Go ahead. Tell me. I haven't seen uh, a friend of mine travel or heard of a friend of mine travel that isn't posting something about it probably daily while they're there. Yeah. I just, I, you know, I get it. It's all, it sounds well and good. Yeah. I want to unplug. Cool. Are you unplugging from your phone? Probably not. Yeah. I, I, I think you're right because I really don't see, I, I see the same thing. If someone's on vacation, you have a play by play analysis of their entire trip. Yeah. So. Almost, almost, you know, everybody. Yeah. No, minus, minus some of the older generation, but even them. They're, they're, they're posting, I want to say daily photos, right? So it may not be the whole thing. We're not streaming the whole time we're gone. Sure. But I just don't think this unplug is a real unplug for, for a lot of people. See, I'm, I guess, um, I don't think I'm a member of an older generation, but I'm always worried that people would break into my house if I post that I'm constantly away. (laughs) I was like, I I don't want everyone knowing that, oh, my house is empty right now. But that's just me. Like I said, that's that's me. That's what ring doorbells are for. That's true. Yeah, I have to pick up the mail because our neighbors are on vacation, and uh, on, I just I just gave it away. If they don't post, then I just uh, I rad them out. But I got to pick I don't up. Think, their... I don't think burglars are listening to the hotel marketing podcast. Yeah. Pete, you're all right, man. They, 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 don't, they don't have they don't know the persona of who we are. Okay. Uh, but no, I, I go pick up their mail every day just to help out, and they always have Amazon boxes because get toward Christmas. So I always have to wave to the camera. Cause I always feel like I'm uh, stealing stuff from their front porch. So I'm like, yeah. Hey, how are you doing? The anyway, porch pirate. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so anyway, so knowing that Expedia says, whether it's relaxing in a Mexico spa re- retreat or staying at the Tempera Patagonia hotel and spa in Chile with zero reception or Wi-Fi, it's the perfect time to discover unplugged getaways that are sure to recharge your batteries. I say, or say Travel Boom says, you know, focus on your marketing strategies and find out what resonates with each of your guests' personas, assuming that you have personas and you probably should, right? Some guests will continue to want a high connected vacation. And I think, Phil, that's kind of what you were saying. But there are other people who are going to want that unplugged feeling and you want to deliver both of those. Yeah, you want to be able to say, you know, yes, you can be connected, but for the person who's looking to get away for a wellness experience, give them the tools they need to understand that your property, if you can authentically offer it, offers. Yeah. And, and mental well-being does not necessarily mean unplugging. You know, it, it probably should, but I'm not here to have that discussion. We're, we're, we're just how do you give people that sense of taking a real vacation, a step away from their normal day to day. How do you get them out of their, their daily grind feeling? It, it doesn't necessarily mean unplugging. It just means giving them something that, that makes them feel relaxed, makes them feel like they're on vacations. For some people that's, you know, yoga, rooftop yoga, beachfront yoga. Uh, is it, you know, do you have a meditation center? Do you have a spa? Could you hire a masseuse to come mm-hmm. to your building and, and block up times with, um, you know, maybe, maybe in room, or do you have some, some type of special area where that might be, uh, 
something that somebody wants to participate in. Um, how do you give people that, that, that release, that, that, that getaway feeling? That's kind of what, what I see this unfiltered enjoyment being, um, not necessarily promoting the unplugging because honestly, we don't necessarily want that. We want people to share their cool experiences at our property. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things to kind of think about there is if you look at all the things on this list combined, and I would definitely say, you know, take some time, go through the study. You know, we're, like I said, we're on uh, the PR Newswire looking at the data, but really wherever you want to find the research is pretty much all the same. It all points to the same thing. People have money to spend. They have time to travel and they're looking for something that they haven't done before. They're all going to enjoy it in their own way, I think. But what they're really going to end up doing is, is looking for hotels to give them a reason to choose them to travel to or them as a destination or wherever it might be. So, so change your marketing up a little bit. Don't always rush to the bottom in terms of the biggest discount, the biggest cut rate vacation you can have. You know, Get out of your comfort zone because your guests want to get out of theirs. What, what can you do to make it different? This, this kind of goes back to what I always preach is targeting the right person with the right message. So let's take this last example uh, and say that you're going to target people who are interested in wellness, layer that targeting with people who are interested to traveling with your destination and have the landing page be that, that wellness portion of your hotel. Do you offer spa, yoga, what have you? Have them land there. So when someone searches trip to whatever destination, you already kind of know a little bit more about them based on audience targeting. Can you suck them into that thing that you're offering that really, you know, tickles that portion of them that makes them want to travel? And that's how you get that guest that you wouldn't have had prior. So targeting and proper messaging and proper landing page experience with a with conversion rate in mind. And, and you can grab a bunch of these a bunch of these bookings based on some of the stuff we talked about earlier. Bingo. So it, it, it's a good article. I'd say, you know, check it out. Understand that Expedia is going to lead you in the direction of OTA bookings. Expedia is going to Expedia. Yeah. And I, we don't, Hey, we don't blame them. I mean, I think they are a, they're a great partner for hotels if you use them to drive direct bookings. So, you know, it's, it's not that we dislike Expedia. I think you know, we dislike when, hoteliers get lazy and use it as a crutch. So, you know, let Expedia do what it does best, you know, find people who are necessarily not necessarily familiar with your property and get them there. But then after they get there, full court press, get that email address, get them on the database and get communicating with them one-to-one because Expedia should be your new business strategy, should not be your occupancy strategy. Boom. Booyah. So, Anyway, hey, that Phil, that's all we have to talk about in episode 208 of this old podcast that we do every week. So, 208. Isn't that Goodness. crazy? So, before you know it, it will be 209. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so hey, Phil, if they want to hang out with you on the web, uh, in person, uh, wherever they could hang out with you, where should they find you? Uh, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's probably the best spot to find me um, at Phil Fariska on LinkedIn. You can tweet at me too, uh, at P Fariska, F-O-R-I-S-K-A. And you can get me at basically LinkedIn as well. 
Pete DeMeo, P-E-T-E-D-I-M-A-I-O. You can get us collectively at uh, travelboommarketing.com. Uh, ask us questions. We really haven't had questions lately. We would love to get some more so we can kind of spice those in. I did have one. I did have a recent question sent to me on LinkedIn. Um, international listener, thank you so much. Um, I have a pretty long-winded response for you. I don't think the podcast is appropriate. You know who you are. I'm reaching back out to you on LinkedIn with an answer to your question. That sounds cryptic. It is. Is it anything that a podcast listeners can enjoy if it was No, it would be super boring and it would take too long to explain it as a very specific scenario that this person painted for me. So, Gotcha. uh, (laughs) Yeah. All right. There you go, podcast listeners. If you want secret one-on-one time with Phil, find him on LinkedIn or find us. LinkedIn messaging works. Yeah. So Perfect. Hey, if you want to LinkedIn message us, we're at linkedin.com slash company slash travel boom marketing. Hit us up there and we'll take care of anything you need. If you want to follow along in the show notes for this, as well as a link to Expedia's research, check us out at travelboommarketing.com slash podcast. And there you go. That is yet another episode of the Hotel Marketing Podcast in the books. We're going to be back next week. We're getting toward the end of the year, but uh, we still have, I think, one more episode in us. before We're going to do a 2022 planning, Pete? A 2021 recap. What do you want to do? I think we should do a... uh, plan cap where we kind of combine it like uh, Expedia does words. What do you think? Splurgecation plan yeah. cap. Yeah. It's kind of, we talk about the things that we learned in 21 and what we can do in 22 to apply those things. I dig it. Let's yeah. do it. All right. So something will be coming soon for that. But uh, and in the meantime, keep doing your hotel marketing and travel boom is out.